Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. One moment, you're 25, you're young, you're healthy, you can do anything, you can read, your eyes still work, your body is strong, you can stay up all night drinking and partying with your friends, and the next minute, everything hurts, you can't see shit, and you have no zest for life left. You're just like, meh. Oh, I have zest. <laughs> Lemon zest in your coffee I still in the have morning. zest. <laughs> Speaking of morning fun in my coffee yeah okay um nice lead way yes there's a lead way to my story today okay called the geyser grand hotel in baker city oregon oh it's in oregon yes oh exciting yeah they have some great ghost stories associated oh, with it hey, fantastic yeah and um they have some incredible uh, menu options and i believe one is like a hot toddy well, let's get into this wonderful hotel, okay. shall we? Yeah, do it. Okay, so this beautiful hotel was built in 1889 and has a really impressive four-story clock tower. Oh. I'm really fond of clock towers. I like clock Four towers. Four stories, wow. It has a 200-foot corner cupola, making it an impressive site, and has a stained glass ceiling, which allows for natural light to filter through to open staircases below. Oh, pretty. So it's really gorgeous. Yeah. Baker City was a main hub for gold seekers in the 1800s and was nicknamed the Queen City of the Mines. The city catered to the wealthy who could spend their money on lavish accommodations, shops, and decadent entertainment. A railroad was built and it had a stop right in front of the hotel. That's some really good service there. That is good. The hotel even provided prostitute service. <laughs> now we're talking. How considerate. <laughs> I had to get, I had to, you know. Your long journey, you're going to want to have sex tonight. So we got you a <laughs> prostitute. There you go. It is said there was a secret passageway in the basement of the hotel, which served as a wine cellar, allowing gentlemen to come and go without being seen by the proper hotel guests. Or their wives. Yes. There was an operating brothel located on the third floor of the hotel that remained in operation until the 1940s. That's a long time to be operating a brothel. That's a long time. But that tells you the uh, business is thriving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting fact, Baker City even had a whore tax. Really? A whore tax that went to pay for its streetlights. I wonder if they had red bulbs in there. <laughs> So they would pay for the streetlights so that the people could see the girls and go pick out instead of being yeah. in the dark and then getting her up to the room and going, oh, my God, I'm not attracted yeah. to you. What the Sa hell? Or safety first for them, right? Like, <laughs> oh, that's where your mind goes. My mind immediately goes to, what, you can't see who yeah. you're getting? <laughs> you got to pay for you, pay for what you get. You have a better heart than I do. No. When the gold rush died down. Baker City continued to be a place of entertainment, and many tourists would come to enjoy the gambling establishments, and was even said to have had mob involvement running booze through that secret underground passage to the hotel cool. during Prohibition. Nice. Yeah. During World War II, the hotel became a much-needed hospital for veterans wounded from the war. However, 
During that time, the hotel started to decline, needing expensive repairs. And the owners at the time could not keep up with the financial costs. And although the hotel still had many tourists, like providing space for the cast of the film Paint Your Wagon, in 1968, after the film was completed, the hotel closed its doors and sat empty for over 25 years. It's a long time. Mr. and Mrs. Dwight Sidway heard about the hotel possibly being destroyed to make way for a parking lot. They loved historical buildings and was experienced in preserving them. Seeing the many possibilities for the space and beautiful structure, they decided to raise capital for renovating the hotel. They invested $7 million. Wow, they had some coin. Yes, and restored all 30 rooms, roof, and upgraded the hotel with modern amenities. The doors opened again for business in 1998, but somehow the place was now overrun with ghosts. Yes. Well, sitting empty for 25 years, you better believe a couple of ghosts probably floated by and said, hey, let's stay in here. That's what happens when you let real estate just sit. That's right. Unsold. That's right. During the renovation, construction workers noticed strange things happening. One worker who was taking the elevator up to a different floor had the door forced open and dozens of ghostly apparitions decided to join him. Oh, that would be so freaky. <laughs> Other workers would hear knocking and find their tools missing. <laughs> the What's most that? Who's there? Where's my tools? <laughs> It's on the other side. <laughs> the most famous of the ghosts to be seen is thought to be Annie Bernice Geyser, the former matron of the hotel. She is also called the Lady in Blue, as nobody knows for sure who that woman ghost is. Never she, heard of a Lady in Blue. Before. I know the Lady in Red, but or not Lady white, in Blue or White. Mm -hmm. Lady in White is very popular. Yeah, we should just do an episode just on. I All think we talked lady about in that. Yeah, yeah, the Lady in White. A ton of them, man. She wore a long dress of pale blue and loves to hang out in room 302, which is a gorgeous large suite with a couple of sitting area. The staff affectionately call her Annabelle. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a wonderful name to call somebody <laughs> you love. Ever since the Warren story, yes. it's like, oh, Annabelle. I would never <laughs> affectionately call anyone Annabelle. Yeah. It was said when she ran the hotel, she had a specific chair reserved for her in the hotel bar. Many of the staff and guests have seen her descend the grand staircase in her lovely blue gown to make her way to the bar after dinner hour. Guests have found an annoying greeting of a blast of cold air when attempting to sit in her spot. And sometimes they feel a nasty pinch on the buttocks or on the arm. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Geyser, nicknamed Birdie by her own family, left behind in a scrapbook her recipe clippings and personal notes, which expressed her love of music, playing the piano, and she wanted to pursue formal training and education, but said that she would have to marry. Birdie married Albert Geyser when she was only 16, and he was Gasp 29. Whoa. That's quite the difference. Mm -hmm. It was unknown if the couple were happy together, but it was thought Bertie kept her own residence in number 302 at the hotel. I think that's funny that it's on the same floor as the brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Here, 
my love. <laughs> you can stay with my other girlfriends. My other girlfriends. It'll be very convenient. <laughs> I can just come to your room after in the late evening and not even have to take the elevator. That's right. It is interesting to note that in 1930, Birdie moved to Portland without her husband. Ooh. Albert was reported to have died later in 1939. Nothing official was ever reported regarding a divorce, but it was clear they were separated. Guests who stay now in room number 302 have said that their snacks have gone missing and that their jewelry gets tangled up or moved. There is also a ghost in the hotel who loves Budweiser beer. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't have good taste. Coors. Should be no. Pap's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> Portland. The bartenders who have worked behind the bar reported seeing the tap open and beer pouring out of it many times after they made sure to seal it off. An unfortunate accident of a chef that formerly worked at the Geyser Grand met his fate when a dumbwaiter came crashing down on his neck, decapitating him to the horror of the staff. Oh, my God. Yes. His ghost is seen often around the kitchen. And unfortunately, in the afterlife, he still does not have his head. Oh, yuck. Well, that sucks. That's really creepy. Yeah, perhaps that is why he sticks around trying to mm. locate it. Ugh. The chef likes to throw pots and pans around the kitchen and slam doors. Well, he probably is stumbling into things without his head. Hmm. A Japanese crew who was filming in the hotel said they captured floating orbs in the kitchen area. But the most impressive feat witnessed by another chef on staff was a whole crate of fine glasses floating up into the air and then, as if on purpose, dropping the crate and breaking all the glasses on the floor. Oh, boy. See, that's suspect to me. He just doesn't want the cost of replacing those glasses to come out of his paycheck. <laughs> Blame it on the ghost. <laughs> they should get some um, paranormal insurance to mm -hmm. help them with the, these types of things. Is that a thing? Paranormal yeah, insurance? Should. Maybe we should open a paranormal insurance company. <laughs> you can buy insurance from us. And, and if then, you have yeah. stuff related to a ghost, we will help mm -hmm. you out. And then people will um, give us invisible monthly bills. Checks. Um, $500 ghost checks for a business and $100 for well maybe it should be $500 if it's a private residence and 1000 for a business cuz they can really do some damage. Mhm. Mm they can. <laughs> Especially uh with your cutlery. Oh yeah. And fine glassware. But you'd sure. have to have a clause that says you have to prove it to us that it's an actual ghost. So, of course, the hotel has a murderous history. Yay. Yes. A cowboy was said to have been shot to death at the hotel's gambling table. That's a common thing. Yeah, that's pretty common. His girlfriend was said to have killed herself after his death, but they both are seen walking around happily together in the hotel. Oh, guess it worked out. Yeah. Then. No revenge needed because the murderer was apprehended and tried for his crime, becoming Baker's City's first murder conviction. Was he executed? I think so, yeah. So he's also in the afterlife with them. I wonder if that pisses them off. No, because they're happy. So maybe they just thought, maybe he's hanging around in the jail or something like that. <laughs> Many report seeing the ghost of a young girl in the basement and walking down the third floor hall. There is also a cabaret dancer dressed up in a 1920s red corset and hat featuring a tall peacock feather. Another ghost from the 1930s has been described as a friendly female dressed up in a violet flapper dress. Many such partiers from the 1920s and 30s are seen watching guests from the upstairs balconies. 
So I guess they really like to people watch. I guess. At night, many have heard the sounds of parties and laughter in the hotel walls, especially heard from hotel room number 203. Several of the hotel rooms have garnered a nickname for their paranormal activity. The rain room, where a ghost waits until the guests are sound asleep and then turns on the shower, which also sounds like they're making a splash or taking a bath. Oh, Splish, splash, the I'm ghosts taking in the a bath. bath. <laughs> do, do, do. The train room also wakes up guests who swear they hear the sound of a train. Hmm. Well, that would be the train that ran right in front of the hotel, yeah, probably. sure. But the current owner, Barbara, who is on the fence about believing in ghosts, does admit that she has heard what sounds like entertaining and partying going on in the wee hours of the night. And upon investigating the noise, is always greeted by silence. Barbara said most paranormal activity happens after midnight, and she warns guests teasingly that they can expect to be woken up to three times during the night. Hmm. Well, that's not too bad, considering most adults have to pee two or three times a night anyway. (laughs) They just need to time it right. That's all. Yeah. And they'll catch a ghost. Yeah. But she assures them they will love the comfy mattress and bedding that they have. The hotel has tried to accommodate ghost hunters and paranormal investigators who want to try and capture evidence of the hauntings. One medium, Amy Venezia, described a very frightening experience she had. She stayed at the Geyser Grand on Christmas Eve a few years ago and gave an interview on Country Living saying there is no doubt the hotel is haunted. She described seeing a dark mass floating by her bed who resembled a beast-like energy. Amy states, quote, I am very accustomed to spirits and not scared of much, but this was a very old, strong spirit, a different type of entity, not a typical connection, and I was very frightened, end quote. It is rumored by guests that the black shadow watches them sleep. After reflecting on the whole experience later, Amy said she felt, quote, the spirit was like a big dog that doesn't know its size when it pounces on you. <laughs> It was too much for me then, end quote. One paranormal research team, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, known for hosting the show Ghost Hunters, visited the hotel. One of its team members said he kept hearing the name Wayne being spoken out loud as they walked through the various areas of the hotel. After he got back home, he was doing some research and found an article talking about a Nashville musician who had performed at the Geyser Grand Hotel and was found dead the very next night with a bullet in his head. Wayne? Yes, his name was Presley Wayne, and he was only 18 years old. A visitor who was staying at the hotel took a bunch of photos except for their own hotel room. They probably forgot to make the bed, so they were ashamed of that. Uh, When they looked back at the pictures, they saw that there was a picture taken of their hotel room. And it freaked them out because they purposely had decided not to take a picture of their room. Hmm. And in the picture, Holly, there was also a ghostly outline of a strange boy. Probably somebody ran in there, a little kid. Held up the camera and took Clicked a selfie. <laughs> the hotel is located 300 miles east of Portland. They really have outstanding events during the month of October and hopefully will continue to celebrate it in years to come. Yeah. This year, they had a witches weekend featuring seances on Friday and Saturday nights that included a light dinner with dessert. Damn it. We could have gone to that. I know. Maybe oh. we'll plan that next year. Yeah, that'd be fun. They also had black hat high tea 
which nice. featured a three-course lunch and prizes for best costumes. How fun. They also had a masquerade ball complete with portrait photography and tarot card and palm readings. <gasps> We've got to go next year. That would be so fun. There's more. Oh, I know. More. I know. Guests could also reserve a ghost hunting tour and hear about all the sightings or join investigators like Big River Paranormal on their paranormal search. Really? Yeah, they, they really did it up big. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm, I might be down for something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Because you know what? They really got me with their homemade whiskey bread yeah, pudding. Yeah, I know. The yeah. whole thing sounds like fun. They've Terry got a great readings. menu. Yeah, it'd be great. Very cool. Yeah. So, and you guys will have to let us know if you uh, happen to make it out here and visit the Geyser Grand Hotel. Yeah. Let us know how, how they your, do. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. your experience was. For sure. Well, Very that's cool. my story. That's a great story. That was cool. I had no idea. I've never been to Baker City. So I had no idea that that hotel was even out there. There was even a thing. So Eastern Oregon seems to be very haunted. They have some stuff. And I know they have a lot of Bigfoot sightings in the Blue Mountains as well. Ooh. So, so maybe yeah, if they're out there, they, they'll find Bigfoot. There's some stuff out there. I think there's some stuff out there. And plus, a lot of the cow abductions are central to Eastern Oregon. Yep. So they've got aliens. They've got Bigfoot. they got ghosts. Lots of paranormal activity in the northeastern region of the state and central Oregon, probably southern Oregon, too. Yeah, yeah. they just had another uh, cow abduction. I saw that. Well, I am covering ghostly sightings. Um, just going through a couple of some video and then some photos of some uh, interesting ghostly sightings that I thought you might like to hear about. I'm always up for ghostly sightings, Ellie. Excellent. Um, so the first story is really the story that got me inspired to do the whole episode on this. Um, it's from Argentina at the Fino Shetty Sanatorium in Buenos Aires. Now, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you guys will... Correct me if I'm wrong. In early November of this year, around 3 a.m., there was a security guard sitting at a desk in an empty lobby in the hospital. The automatic doors slide open and an elderly woman enters through them. The guard gets up from his desk. He walks over to her. He removes the rope between the two as he talks with her. She tells him that she left something in her room. He asks her for her information, like her name and her room number, and after she gives it to him, he subsequently jots it down on his clipboard. He then walks over and suggests to the elderly lady that she take a wheelchair. The woman apparently declines, and the guard returns to his desk. The whole exchange, Carol, is caught on the hospital's surveillance video. So I'm going to show this to you, and then I want you to tell me... Um, I'll turn on the sound... I want you to tell me what is wrong with this picture. Well, the doors opened and nobody came through them. Who's he talking he to? Got, he got up and he's like, isn't he just talking to himself? He's. This is what the <laughs> night shift does to you. This guy, okay, so this, ho this security guy yeah. is just losing it. He goes to the door. It looks like the door opens. This is and where then, he goes and offers a wheelchair. Yeah, he's having a conversation. With somebody that's not there. There's no one there. I know. Some Obviously, somebody's not, not there, but he thinks there is. Right. He thinks there somebody is. Somebody get this man some help. Well, some professional help. Before you say that. Oh. 
Um, a few hours later, this guard, he calls yeah. upstairs to see if the elderly lady had made it up to her room as he never saw her come back down. The employees on that floor indicated that no woman had ever showed up on their floor. That was weird for him, so he retrieved his clipboard and he told the staff her name and the room she was planning to go to. He was told that that very woman had died earlier that day, oh, well wow. before the 3 a.m. visit he received from her. Yeah, so and what and who did the guards see? And the hospital is investigating the matter. That's crazy. Yeah. So if he's making it up, he did have the right name and he did have the room number. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose he could have figured out who died that day and did wanna, it as a prank. But do you want to see it again? I want to see it again because I clearly see the doors open. So yeah. something made the doors open. Maybe he opened it seeing her out there. Oh, and then he's clearly talking to someone, but there's nobody so. there. And then the craziest thing is that he goes and grabs a wheelchair. Yeah. So the doors oh, there closed. it is. Oh, the doors are closed. So there's not a consistent. We aren't sure if those doors were just misfunctioning uh, all night. It sounded like that maybe they were. Okay. But in this is the only instance where he actually gets up and thinks there's somebody standing in front of him. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a possibility that he's just doing it as a prank, but I. I don't know. I don't think so. No, you'd have to be a really good actor. Yeah. He's, he's very believable. Yeah. And the fact is he had the name of someone who had just died that right. day. And so I in the right room number for that person. So I, I just kind of think there might be something to that. It's kind of interesting. really cool. It's pretty. It was the the story that kicked off my desire to do this whole yeah. episode on ghostly We're, sightings. And you heard heard the story where? Coast to Coast AM. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's one of the go-tos I, I start with for research on stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the first story. Um, so you guys can, we'll obviously have a link to that in our show notes. You guys can watch it and let us know what you think. Mm -hmm. um, or you can go directly to Coast to Coast AM and watch it there. If hopefully it may be off their homepage by now, but it's a really compelling video. It's super interesting and it's creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. It's super, super creepy. So my next story is not as creepy, but it comes from a guy who was just out riding his motorcycle when he came across an apparent stray dog. Now, this is my favorite part, is that <clears throat> Newsweek has a paranormal section. Yes, <laughs> so I, I know. Love that. I love that. <laughs> That's where I got the stories. So I was like, yes, Newsweek. According to Newsweek's paranormal section, a guy named Travis Bishop filmed a video of himself discovering this dog. The dog had a collar on and everything, so it looked like it belonged to somebody. The guy is out in the middle of nowhere, and he is somewhat chastising the dog for being so close to a blind corner, telling him it isn't safe for him to hang out there. Travis moves his camera around the landscape to show the blind corner and the fact that they were in the middle of nowhere. And when he moves his camera back down to the dog, the dog is gone. There is seemingly nowhere for this dog to go. He pans his camera all around looking for the dog, but there is no sign of it. After uploading the video to the internet on September 9th, his video has been seen over 11 million times and has 26,000 shares. Most people believe Whoa. this dog was a ghost. And I'll show you that. Here, see the dog? Oh, yeah. That's not a ghost dog. That's a real dog. Hold on. That is a well-taken-care-of dog. So you see he's got a collar on. Yeah. Right there. Oh, so cute. And he's even kind of slobbering and breathing heavy. I don't know what breed... Uh, it looks like he's a mixed breed dog. Yes, a mixed breed. And there he is. 
What's he doing with his shoe? Smelling it. So see, this is where he is. He's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's this time he's talking to the dog and telling him, "You shouldn't be out here. You gotta find your home." And there's no dog. And I can't really tell where the dog would have gone that he wouldn't have been able to see him because oh he's right God. by, there's like a little hill by the road. And so I think he would have seen him run up the hill or down the road or heard him. He just shifted realities. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That is so crazy, Holly. Yeah. So he was like, I was going to take the dog with me to find his home because yeah. clearly he belongs to somebody, but he was gone. And there's really no where, clear way to know where he would have run off to. I mean, I suppose he could have ran down the road, but it looks, the dog's coloring next to the environment, you would think he'd pop. Oh, yeah. I, and there's not enough time for you, him the to guy, really take off. The guy's camera just scans very quickly the scene mm-hmm. and he's back down, focused on the dog. The, the He would have been able to see if the dog was anywhere, like he ran would have off. Been. Yeah. yeah. And he says that he never did see the dog again. Aww. The dog never, and of course, this obviously. That's what he said. Whether or not he's believable, who knows? We don't know this guy, but it's kind of interesting. And the just, fact that the video has been shared 11 million times is yeah. pretty good traction for him. It's just weird, though, because the dog, like, he pet the dog. He could feel the dog breathing on him. The dog looked the dog solid. Was solid. It, wasn't an, it wasn't like one of those hazy ghost figure dogs. So. Very firm-looking animal yeah. to me. But check it out. If it's true, it's compelling. He needs to check for some steamer piles from the dog. <laughs> Make sure it's real poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. I wish they'd said where he was because I don't remember that they... I don't think that they did. And it would be kind of cool to see where exactly he was. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway... If you guys see a, cool. a dog out there along the side of a blind corner road in the middle of nowhere, it might be a ghost. It might be a ghost it dog. It might be a ghost dog. Yeah. So <laughs> my next one is somewhere in the woods in Tennessee, Carol, someone was able to record new video footage of a possible Bigfoot. So this is not a ghost one. This is a Bigfoot one. <gasps> awesome. The footage clearly shows that whatever the animal is, it is not a bear as its arms are too long. And there are no reports of any escaped apes from the zoos in the area. <laughs> so it is not believed to be a monkey either. Okay. But what do you think it is, Carol? A Bigfoot, a monkey, or a guy in a Bigfoot costume? Let me show you what that one looks like. Are those my only choices? No. You can oh, okay. make up your own if you'd like. All right. Let me see. You know, I ever since that um, big, big Bigfoot uh-huh. sighting that mm-hmm. they decided was a guy in a monkey suit, I'm very skeptical of all the Bigfoots I see. Now, this is very interesting because he almost seems to be moving through the trees, like going through them. Right. Like he's not. Kind of transparent. Like, yeah, he's not physically there. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. And this was at night? Caught on. uh... Uh, It was in Tennessee. I don't know what time of day. Yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's kind of a dark blob. It's hard to tell. It kind of moves. You really can't distinctly tell what it is. It moves kind of like a bear, but I agree. It's not quite a bear. It's not quite a bear. Its arms are too long, so they ruled that out. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It might be Bigfoot. It could be. Maybe, because I guess, (gasps) I mean, Bigfoot is seen out there as well. He's seen everywhere, I guess. I know. My next story is uh, in York County, Pennsylvania. There was a 34-year-old woman named Amanda Pitt. She was featured in Mirror Magazine, which I believe is a UK publication. Yeah. 
um, to, she was uh, featured in that magazine to discuss the ghost in her house that she caught on surveillance video on October 21st. She said she woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of heavy footsteps. She and her husband sleep in the basement of their home while their children sleep upstairs. She thought that the footsteps belonged to one of her kids looking for her, so she got up to check on them, finding them all sound asleep in their beds. So she returned to her bed, but was woken again about 3.40 in the morning, the sound of more footsteps. Ooh, I hate that. Yeah. She decided to check her security footage and saw something on her camera standing in the doorway of her kitchen that alarmed her. So she screenshotted the image, and then she woke up her husband and told him that she thought someone had broken into the house. So he got up, and he went upstairs, and he searched the entire home and found nothing. But Amanda knew that something was amiss because the family dog, who was an English shepherd named Ollie, was acting scared and pacing around the house. And he typically barks at anything and everything, but this time he did not. But he was definitely mm. upset about something. So she showed the photo to her husband, to which he said, uh, the screenshot she took, to which he said, what is that? And here is the photo that she supplied the magazine. <gasps> what the hell? I don't know. Okay. Creepy? There is something really there. I mean, that's really scary. It's creepy, isn't it? It looks like the size of a child, but it has the face of like a creepy woman. Yeah, it's not a beautiful face. It's kind of an ugly face. Like a witch or something. Like a witch. Mm-hmm. So, since moving into the home in 2020, the family has experienced other strange things, like being alerted by the security app that there is movement in their home when nobody is there. They hear weird noises sometimes, the sink turns on by itself, and they hear footsteps, of course. The other weird thing is that the activity always happens on the 21st of each month. Ooh. Isn't that weird? As I'd be looking in the history of the home uh, right? as to what happened what on happened the 21st. On the 21st? As you'll remember, this incident was captured on October 21st, but the family was caught uh -huh. has caught footage of doors opening on their own and movement of other strange anomalies on their surveillance footage during the 21st of other months. Amanda also said the prior owners did not stay in the home for very long, but she does not know why they moved out so quickly. Her family will be moving to Florida next year, so they will not be staying in their haunted house for much longer. Zach Baggins, here's an opportunity for you. Yes. <laughs> you know what? We should we should get in contact with Zach. We talk about him so much. We should just say, hey. And he'll be like, you know how many paranormal no, podcasts reach out to me? Oh, I I know. But, but then we'd be like, just next time you're in Portland, yes, we let might. us know. We might have a Dubuck box for you. A Dubuck. A Dubuck. A Dubuck. A Dubuck box. Um, whatever. <laughs> I'll find something haunted you something want to haunted buy. Something haunted you're going to want. <laughs> so my next one, uh, this one's kind of crazy too, but it's it's the one with the weakest visual evidence. But it's a cool story. Okay. And it's super creepy. So in the summer of 2021, in Cannock Chase, Strat Staffordshire, England, you know this one? Yeah, I always talk about Cannock Chase being a crazy place with just really like mutant animals Excellent. running around. Excellent. This will be right up your alley. Okay. Then. Yeah. And in fact, there's a book coming out about it that we should probably buy. Oh, yes. Yeah. We will have to do that. Good. I'm glad you're covering this. Yeah. Cannock Chase... 
Staffordshire, England. Sorry, English people. I'm probably butchering that. Um, so in the summer of 2021, picture it, a couple of teenage lovers got tired of being separated due to COVID lockdowns. Mm-hmm. So they snuck off together to go camping in the woods, as you do. The two set up their tent and snuggled in for the night when they heard some noises around their tent. At first, they thought it was a deer or another animal, but then it sounded more distinctly like human footsteps, and they heard a child's laughter. Mm -hmm. So they unzipped their tent, they poked their heads out, and they shone their flashlights on the woods around them. The male teen saw this little girl hiding behind a tree. She would then dart from tree to tree in an effort to keep herself hidden until finally she got over her shyness and she stepped right out in front of them where both teens illuminated her with their flashlights. So again, I got this from Mirror Magazine and they say, Kylie said, and their names were changed because they didn't want to get in trouble for not being, they weren't supposed to be out there anyway. So Kylie said, quote, I was absolutely terrified. I read the stories in the news about the black-eyed child. <gasps> yes. But it wasn't until the thing stood right in front of me that I could quite believe them. I knew instantly that we were dealing with the real thing because it moved in ways humans simply cannot move. Oh, I've got goosebumps. <laughs> it was like it could teleport from one place to another when it was moving around and hiding behind the trees. And her boyfriend, Ben, added, quote, I was shining my torch right at her and she just stood there staring at us with her head slightly dipped. Which I mean, I'm going to mean that means she's got her head slanted to a side or something. Uh, kind of like what I was doing. Yeah, earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you black-eyed child. <laughs> um, he, he goes on to say, that's when the giggling started to get louder and louder. It really sounded like it was coming from all around us, even though I could see she was right in front of us. No, there was other children hiding in the woods Maybe. surrounding them. Maybe. Oh, a whole nursery of black-eyed I know. Hanging <laughs> out in these woods. I know. As the two teens watched the black-eyed girl in horror, she bent over to adjust her shoes, then darted off into the forest. They sipped up their tent and stayed huddled together until oh, yes. morning. And when the sun came up, they got up and started packing up their tent and other camping gear to get the hell out of there. Good job. <laughs> when they noticed stacks of stones around their tent and stick-made dream catchers dangling from the trees. Now, this is starting to sound like Blair Witch Project. Yeah, or Bigfoot. Bigfoot does that, too, where he he'll move boulders around an oh. area to kind of target where people are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Weird. So on their way back to their car, they spotted the black-eyed girl again and screamed at her to leave them alone. Then they got in the car and they took off. They told their story to an author and paranormal researcher named Lee Brickley, who has written a new book about the hauntings of the area. He said that this couple is not the first to see the girl in the woods. He himself has seen her saying, quote, she appeared about 100 meters in front of me. She stared right at me for about 30 seconds, then vanished without a trace. End quote. Some believe that she was a murder victim from the 1960s. Lee believes that the Canuck Chase area is a major portal for entities from other worlds to come into ours. Absolutely. He said there have been many creatures seen there as well as ghosts. So he is the author of this book that's coming out. And um, I did not include the name of it, but I do have the link to the article, which it does say the name of his book. So that would be a good one to read and review for the show here. Absolutely. Maybe he'd like to come on our podcast and talk yeah. about some stories. I think that whole area is just bizarre. Something happened. I don't know if like 
to- how close is it to Stonehenge? Like a toxic uh, dumping site for things, but mm. all kinds of weird mutant creatures they've seen in the woods. I don't know how how far it away it is from huh. Stonehenge, but interesting. I would definitely buy that book because yeah. I'm fascinated with those stories. And yes, um, the black eyed children have been spotted there way before this story. Here is the images that were published with the story. Uh-huh. This is not a great one, but this is supposed to be the little girl. It's freaky. It's freaky looking, but it's, it's very freaky. It's just kind of so uh, smeared looking and weird mm-hmm. that it's hard to say what that is. So that's can, one of the images. Yeah, I can tell as a girl, but you can't tell. I mean, the eyes don't look human. Looks like at she's all. got her hand up by her mouth. It looks enormous abnormally large eyes that are squinting closed, but you can tell the shape of them is too large. Yeah, but it looks, it's hard to say what it has, was it Photoshop? It almost looks like a doll Yeah, it's kind of weird. So in another video taken at the 300-year-old White Swan Inn in Dunstable, Bedfordshire in the UK, that's quite a mouthful. Dunstable. <laughs> Dunstable. Uh, this video shows ghostly activity at a bar. In one video that is taken directly of the bar, you can see some beer bottles up on top of the bar. Suddenly, one seems to burst or fall of its own accord and soak the back of the bar with the beer. (laughs) One of the staff came over to see what was going on. The video continues, and they cut to a group of men sitting at a table with their chairs pushed kind of away from the table, and they're just kind of sitting in their chairs. Mm -hmm. Their beers are sitting on the tabletop. And the manager points out in the video that she believes she can see a disembodied hand on one of the men's beer glasses. And a few minutes later, the beer gets pushed off the table and onto the floor. Somebody doesn't want them drinking. (laughs) Something. But I I looked at it and I'm like, well, I don't know if it's a hand or not. Apparently, the manager had taken issue with these men for spilling their beer, but they adamantly denied that they did it. And when she watched the footage later, she saw that they weren't lying to her. So I'll bring that up. Yeah, that would be... That would really suck to get 86 from a bar for things you didn't do. I know, right? It was the ghost. I swear it. You'll see her point of where to look. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. I saw it fall, but I didn't see a hand. Yeah. She seems to think there was a hand, a disembodied hand on the glass. Okay. Well, I didn't see it, but maybe our listeners will. Yeah. You guys can watch and tell us what you think about that. All right. I definitely think there couldn't be any other explanation for those beers just getting smashed off the shelf. There was nobody even remotely close to that. Unless some kind of vibration came and then knocked them down. But But why just a few? Yeah, not all of them. It would affect all of them, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. That was great. And it's a 300-year-old bar, so you know there's probably some ghosts in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. The older your structure is, the more likely it's going to be haunted. Yeah. (laughs) And it was happy hour. It was happy hour. So ghosts are invited. That's right. Yeah. So my last story, there appears to be a ghost that was caught on camera in a cemetery in Charleston, South Carolina. At the cemetery at the St. Philip's Church is buried a woman named Sue Howard Hardy. It is believed she died in 1888, six days after giving birth to a stillborn child. It is believed that she passed away due to complications from childbirth. In 1987, a man named Harry Reynolds was at the cemetery and snapped a few photos. In one of the photos, he captured a woman dressed in a long Victorian-like covering, bending over the grave of a child. 
it was determined that the ghost was that of Sue Howard Hardy looking for her baby. The photo is very clear. I'll show you um, that one. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh Yeah. Now, this one's sad. It does look like an older lady um, bending over. She kind of has a cloak over her yeah. or a scarf Something's or something. wrapped around her body. Yep. Like a shawl. Yeah. This was such an impressive photo to him that he actually sent it off to Kodak for their explanation of what he got, and they didn't know. They were like, we don't know what to tell you. So they don't think it's an artifact of whatever not. they did. I guess okay. not. So, of course, this photo landed the cemetery, which was built in 1680, on the ghost tour docket for local tour groups. They would bring their tourists to the site and pass around the famous photo and tell the story of Sue Howard Hardy. Mm -hmm. Then in 2022, during one of these tour groups, another woman named Cassie Alexis Lawn took photos of the famous spot where Sue had been photographed. She also captured the ghost with her camera. And I'll show you that one. Oh, wow. Oh my it's gosh, not as remarkable. distinct, not as distinct, but it definitely looks like there's something standing there. I think it's even better because you see more of a full figure there. Mm. You can't see the facial structures, but she's facing the mm -hmm. camera rather than the other way. It was she was profile where she's completely got her back to the hunkered yeah. over. Yeah. No, that is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. It is said. Carol, that when the photos of the ghost from the 1987 photo are passed around in the tourist groups, that pregnant women experience problems after handling the photos. No. They either feel sick to their stomachs or they feel like they are choking. So that's that kind of is a really creepy little side note. <laughs> yeah, it's a creepy side note. They should have a warning for people going on yeah, the tour and like, yeah. if you're pregnant, don't come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Or don't touch the photos or don't even look at the photos. Don't even yeah. think about the photo. Yeah, yeah. So Crazy. I'm wondering if some uh, if something happened where she ended up choking on blood and maybe that's why they feel that way. Oh, God. I'm just speculating as to why they would feel like they were choking, but I don't know. Yeah, it was a good solid episode this week. Yeah, if you yeah, if you guys have any ghost pictures you want to send us, we'd love to see them. We'd love to. Have a good evening or All right, good we'll see week you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, if you ever wanted to schedule it same time as mine, we could just share an Uber on the we way can, home. We can link pinkies while it's happening. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gross. Carol. Sorry, guys. I don't know why we were discussing this on it's to our important. podcast. We're trying listeners. to remind all people of the right age that you should get a colonoscopy. Don't be scared. One moment, you're 25. You're young, you're healthy, you can do anything, you can read, your eyes still work, your body is strong, you can stay up all night drinking and partying with your friends, and the next minute, everything hurts, you can't see shit, and you have no zest for life left. You're just like, meh. Yeah, we'd have to see it on camera. We'd have to, well, they can, they can screw with that. We'd have to be in the residence and we'd have to see with our own eyes. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Yeah. And we can also add alien abduction insurance to our new company. Oh, yeah. Alien what should we call it? And um, 
unfortunate accidents with exor- exorcisms. <laughs> <laughs> I like this that one. Better and better. All wow. The time. I love our career ideas. Yeah. We've got goals. We sure do. Big goals. I got something itchy in my throat. Mm. Okay. Here we go again. Here we go. the automatic doors slide open and an elderly let me say that again the automatic doors slide open and an elderly woman not women woman woman (laughs) woman we got the turkey gobbles gobbling by our window. <laughs> My parents are outside. <laughs> they're going they're, by like little, yeah, little hopping around the window. It's, it's obviously shaking my focus and now I can't speak. <laughs> the automatic doors slide open. I stand. Fuck. I'm going to have some water. So according to Newsweek's paranormal section, this guy named Travis Bishop. Hold on. <coughs> my voice has a frog. So you could lean over and pretend to throw up. That worked for me. (laughs) As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.